Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Turn to somebody and say, fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. And it is a fight, but it's a good fight. It's a spiritual fight. I was listening, and many years ago, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir used that song, and it touched my heart. And I want to give a word to the church. Now, if I want to say specifically forward, I would mention forward. But I want to make a word over the body of Christ that I'd like for you to listen to this morning going to preach on standing firm in the word. Listen real close. The world is not troubling the church any longer about blinding us. We now have churches that are doing it to itself. I said to my cousin yesterday out at Cedar Key, I said, I want to ask you a question. I said, do you believe that the world is compromising with the church Or is the church compromising with the world? Now, you know as well as I do, the world is making no compromises with us. But the church is making compromises with the world. I was complaining to the Holy Spirit, not to anyone, because when I have that heavy heart, I go home to my Father, heavenward. And I began to share with Him the burden that I carry with the call of God. Can I say something to all of you this morning? and those that might choose to listen by podcast. Never preach God's word without the call. Never preach God's word without the call. Extremely dangerous. I'll explain just a moment about the complaining. We're going to talk about standing firm in God's word. We're living in an hour of compromise. We're living in an incredible hour of compromise. And in order to get along with people, you've got to make compromising messages so that they will stick around. So I was complaining to the Holy Spirit about the heavy lifting of really staying true to God's Word. Let me bring it to you from an academic standpoint. There are some teachers that are keened and they are aware that Wednesday we start and we must go to work. There are other teachers that are not there for the right reasons. There are men and women in the ministry who are there for the right reasons and who have the call of God on their lives to preach God's word. This is not about getting to the Hall of Fame. This is not about getting to the World Series. This is not about getting to Wall Street. This is not about making it in corporate America. This is not about having the best home in the best location with the most amount of money in my account. This is about men and women who are going somewhere, either to heaven or to hell. And so on those things, I've been talking to my father and saying, man, I I tell you, Lord, the longer I've been in this, the more difficult it is becoming to be true to your word. 
Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. And so I, I just began to weep before the Lord the other day, and I said, God, I, I don't know. You're asking me to stand firm in the word, but most of Christians, they're not interested in being firm in the word. And so then he began to direct me to the book of Acts. And he asked me, and I shared it with Robin this morning as we were having a brief devotional time uh, together. And I said, he drew to my attention a man called Stephen. Stephen was stoned for the gospel. And then he brought to my attention Paul, who was ran out of cities, who was beaten for the gospel, who was thrown into prison for the gospel, who eventually lost his head for the gospel. And then he brought others from the New Testament. Then he took me into church history. And then he said to me, have you been to the Colosseum? Did they open up the gates on you yet and have the lions come towards you? There are men and women who have died for the cause of Jesus Christ. Who have laid their lives down for the word of God. We are living in a society where we are compromising God's word. I shared with my son, my youngest son, because I don't want him to do what I did. I shared with him my teenage years. We're talking about standing firm in God's word. I'm trusting this morning in this amount of time, I'm going to be able to give to you all the scriptures There'll be about 12 to 14 of them that tell us, notice I didn't say tell you, tell us to stand firm in God's word. So I said to Joshua, I said, Joshua, it's a dangerous thing to mock God's word. It's a dangerous thing to mock God's word or to try to get it to say something that's not said. It's a dangerous thing by lifestyle, to mock God's word. I mocked God's word as a teenager. Let me explain. I went to church on Sunday morning for Sunday school and morning worship. I went back for youth meeting in the evening and evening service and then Wednesday night service. That's four times. You could barely get people to come to church once. And you don't think we're not drifting in our country? But let me tell you about Dennis Weber. Because our young people will understand. I was a fornicator. I also introduced myself, because my parents didn't do it. I introduced myself to alcohol. Do you understand that God's word says, no fornicators will be in heaven? I didn't say that, the book said it. That's what, that's what the book says. So I turned to Joshua and I said, Joshua, somebody must have been praying for me as a teenager because I was in church every time the door was open, but I was a fornicator, I was drinking, I was doing other things, and I was convinced that if I was to die, I'd go to heaven. And we've got pastors who are slick, who are sharp, who are wealthy, they are entrepreneurs, they're all of that, and they're letting people do whatever they want to do. One day they will give an account unto the Lord. They will give an account unto the Lord for what they taught. They will give an account for how they misled God's people. 
My dad didn't mislead. I was a rebellious, mocking young man. I didn't speak against God's word. I lived against it. I, didn't, I never picked up the book and said, but my lifestyle absolutely said, I don't believe what's in the book. And in fact, once I started getting some education at Canadian Bible College, I began to become a theologian in my own mind, my own mind. And I began to interpret Scripture the way I wanted to interpret it. That'll still send you to hell. There has been a total change in my life from the young man way back there as a teenager. I don't want anyone to sit underneath the sound of my voice in this house or any other house and believe that what I say will get you through if you are not standing in God's word. You and I had better find a place to stand in God's word and stand strong in God's word. Young people, is it tough today to keep yourself together and stay out of all of the things that are out there? Absolutely it is. Is it possible? Yes, it is. You've got to be grounded. You've got to be connected. You've got to be yielded. You've got to be surrendered. And you've got to be accountable. I was none of those as a teenager. It wasn't until I wrecked my life. I love how people say God wrecked it. No, you did it yourself. It wasn't until I wrecked my life and I got on my knees at Canadian Bible College and said, I'm done. I am done. And I'm going home by the way of the cross. And I'm going to own up. Oh, that's something people don't do. They don't own up, they run. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. I hope this is helping you this morning as we begin to look at how important it is to stand firm in God's word. I want to say it one more time. The world is not compromising with the church. The church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. We, as members in the body of Christ, we're compromising so we can get along with the world. I'd like to see that in God's word, please. And if that's the case, why did Paul and all the other disciples and many in the book of Acts and many in church history died? Some were even at the stake. So I'm done complaining about the riffraff that I have to hear from time to time for preaching the word. Because I have not yet been nailed to a cross and a fire has not started. And they haven't put me in front of lions yet. But ladies and gentlemen, either here, there, or wherever, I am going to be true to the word of the Lord the way I didn't used to be. I'm going to be true to God's word. Come friend or foe, I'm going to be true to God's word. Because if it hadn't been for my family praying for me, if I would have died as a teenager, I would have gone to hell, even though I was in church four times a week. Because I was a fornicator. And on top of that, I didn't believe God's word, young people. When it says don't be unequally yoked, I didn't believe that. It's true. I'm a different person today and I'm not going back and I'm not trading in because I've been purchased, because I've been bought. I'm not against people, I'm for people, but I'm going to stand on God's word because I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And on top of that, there's way too much behind me to, to turn around and go, let me see if I can get that back into my life. Are you all here this morning? 
So I'm just encouraging you. If you're fornicating, you need to stop it right now. If you're living an unnatural life, would you like for me to go to Romans chapter 1 this morning? The Bible says that when a man no longer wanted to be with a woman, God turned them over so that a man was with a man and a woman was with a woman. I'm going to preach God's word. You all understand that? I'm going to preach God's word. You all understand that? If not here somewhere, I'm going to preach God's word. Sin has always been sin. I'm not saying they can't come in, but you and I cannot stay the way we used to be. Come on, church. Come on, church. Stand firm in God's word. It may take some of us to actually lay our lives down in this nation where that has not yet happened before the church begins to wake up and go, we better stand on God's word. Satan's target is your mind. Satan's weapons are lies. I said to my wife the other day, as we were somewhere, and I I just trust that you can handle this. I said, you know, Satan is a damn liar, and if you listen to his lies, he'll damn your soul. Jesus called him the father of lies. And if you're listening to the lies of the enemy, he will damn your soul eternally. Give you everything that you want in this world. Let you be with everybody that you want to be. Be cool, be hip, be hop, be whatever you want to be or be a street person or whatever you want to be as long as he can damn your soul. I'm playing for a lot more than Canton, Ohio. I'm playing for a lot more than the World Series. I'm playing a lot more than retirement from from education or whatever job you're in. I am playing for eternity and I'm speaking over your souls. Is your heart right with God? And your only defense is the inspired word of God. When he, took, when he took Jesus down into the wilderness, he challenged him on three levels, and Jesus responded on three levels with the word. Even though he was the word, he spoke the word. And now he gives you and I the privilege to speak the word. You better speak the word. So watch this. <laughs> you think I'm something? How would you like to have been around the disciples? How would you like to be around the early believers in the church, the body of Christ? Joshua, you were made to be a man that eventually, if Jesus tarries, to have a woman. I will never sanction in your life that God made you as a man to be with a man. Ansley Grace, you're my granddaughter. You were made in God's image. You're a woman. Never turn in the natural for the unnatural because he will let you have your own way. There's not a woman in the world that deserves you. You were created in his image to be a woman to have a man someday. Well, at least you know where I stand. But if you think I'm weird, you ought to open up the book of Romans. See, what we do is we preach only what we want people to hear. But you come in here to hear the word of the Lord. Not my word, God's word. I've already done my word. And I have paid deeply for following my word and the culture that I grew up in. Come on, church. Come on, church. I was married to that culture, but I kept hearing myself say, but on Sundays and Wednesdays, I'm married to Christ. Can I get a witness? 
Let's dig into God's Word now. You may follow it on the screen or you may use your Bible. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, I closed the service last Sunday with this. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I went so far this past semester, had a young man come to school and he was trying to like, I'm a girl. And he started wearing some eyeshadow and stuff. I said, young man, sir, let me tell you something. Not on this school campus. That's not acceptable. It's not approved. That's not happening here. Unless you're willing to stand up, they're taking over. Do you understand? Darkness, I I, I didn't say they as in, darkness is going to take over if you will not stand up in the light. And kids don't know until you give them the backbone and let them know there's a backbone here. There's structure here. Isn't it fun to read about how others laid their lives down as long as you don't have to? Isn't it cool to read about Jim Elliott and Nate Saint and the other ones who were martyrs down in South America where the Olympics are going on right now? And they didn't do anything wrong. They were proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And on top of that, come on, church. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Let's go back to lies. It was actually a lie that was put out among the Indians that wasn't the truth that turned those Indians against those missionaries. Who are you listening to that's lying to you? The Bible says that he will come even as an angel of light. And there are some in the body of Christ that are angels of light right now. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. If you are backing up in God's word, you'll soon be backing out of God's word. Come on, church, let me give that one to you again. If you are backing up, well, I, I, well, I, well you, you got to understand the context. You, you got to understand the culture in which Paul was writing. Uh, Paul was writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Why don't you take that upstairs and ask the Holy Spirit about that? If you're backing up in God's word, you'll soon be backing out of God's word. And let me tell you where you'll see it, in your children. And nothing will grieve your heart more than to see your children going the wrong way because you taught them the wrong way. Are you with me here this morning? Many people who profess to know Christ are compromising with the world and are twisting Scripture to suit their lifestyle. Let me give that to you again. Many people who profess to know Christ, that would be me back as a teenager, are compromising with the world, that would be me back as a teenager, and are twisting scripture to suit their lifestyle. I mentioned to my cousin yesterday what the Holy Spirit had given to me two weeks ago. You alter God's word and he's going to alter your life. You better write that down and then come back and see me before you exit. I'm talking about life. If I alter God's word and say, well, that's not really what it means. In fact, for me, it means this. Alter God's word and see what he does to your life. Come on, church. Abraham Lincoln said, be sure you put your feet in the right place, then stand firm. And underneath it, I jotted down the right place to put your feet is in the word of God. Okay, let's go quickly. How many know that uh, it's nice to hear someone sing, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? 
But when you're on the firing line, it doesn't feel good. It hurts. Right now, there's more damage going on in the body of Christ by the members of the body of Christ than there are those outside Christ. How do I know? Because I work out in the schools every day. And the heat in the house is more than there is out there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Want me to repeat that? There's more heat as a man of God pastoring and ministering God's word. I'm catching more heat in here than I am out there in the world. I'm not going to compromise, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not compromising. I'm not compromising. Oh, by the way, when I take my glasses off, that's when I'm really serious. Make sure that what you teach in a church setting, teach your children the same thing. It's amazing how we'll have it one, but when the, the same thing I'm saying right here, you can talk to Joshua and say, is he like that at the house? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Because you know what? We'll do anything so that people will go along with us. But I'm not going to be the one causing you to go to hell. I'm not going to be the one that sees you in eternity and you go, man, you never said anything about sin. You never said anything about homosexuality. You never said anything about lesbianism. You never said anything about stealing. You never said anything. It's in the word. Why didn't you preach? Because I was scared. Because I wanted to impress you. In the book of Acts, boy, am I, I'm just obeying the Holy Spirit as I trembled, as I knelt down over there at, at the chair. <clears throat> Listen closely. Peter came to the conclusion that he was going to make a decision, either obey God or obey man, and he said, I think we're going to obey God. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to obey God. Yes. Yes, I'm a broken vessel. Yes. My time clock is running, but I am not going to retreat and I'm not going to compromise, and I'm going to stay true to God's word. What are you talking about this morning, Pastor? Standing firm in God's word. We're compromising because we're giving up our convictions. I asked Ed yesterday. I said, if my mom and dad were to come back, what would they think about the church world today? And you guys want me to give up my heritage? And pacify so that everybody's chilling and everybody's cool. And you could be marching your way to hell and I'm responsible for that. Because you're sitting underneath the sound of my voice in the word. I'm inviting you this morning to stand firm. I'm not going to be much longer and we're going to have communion. I'm inviting you to stand in God's word. I'm inviting you to stand in God's word. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm not asking you to throw down all your playing cards right now. I'm just asking you to start standing in God's word. I'm asking you to pray every day. I'm asking you to fast when the Holy Spirit asks you to fast. And here's a great verse for you to memorize. 1 Thessalonians 4.12. Listen real close. I admonish you to lead a quiet life and mind your own business. How's the church doing on that? How are we doing on that? Still love your pastor? Oh, I love God's word. Well, then lead a quiet life and shut your mouth. And stop putting everything out on Facebook. Come on, church. You guys might bring lions in right now. I don't know. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to show you how far we are drifting in the body of Christ. 
Don't go look it up. You, it's in God's word. Study to lead a quiet life and mind your own business. You can stay out of trouble if you mind your own business. And if you have a problem with somebody, take it to the throne room, not to social network. <laughs> okay, here's the scriptures. Let's roll. Psalm 93, verse 5. Your statues, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. You can stand on God's word because it's firm. Psalm 119, verse 89. Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. The word of God is eternal. I stayed up as late as I could last night because I I love Tony Dungy. And when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, please listen. Illustrations are only for principle-based points. Listen, Tony Dungy, while he was being inducted, gave at least four scriptures and talked openly about his relationship to Jesus Christ. Openly talked about Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm not going to compromise and I'm not going to lose my passion. Glory. Philippians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. We are to stand firm in the Lord. Therefore, my dear, dear brothers, whom I long for, my joy and my victor's crown, this is how you must stand firm in the Lord, in the Lord dear friends. Now, I'm going to trade out two, word, two names and put Dennis and Robin in. You put yours in. I urge Dennis and Robin to have the same attitude in the Lord. Now, put your names in there. When we don't have the same attitude, we're going to have different agendas, and I can take it right back to the book. Come on, church. Christian marriages, oh boy, this is going to create more friends for me. Christian marriages should be an example, should be a role model. We should not seek divorce. We should seek the throne room. Do Robin and I have differences? Of course. But guess what we have every day? Family devotions. Is it fun as the spiritual leader of a home to say, okay, shut the TV down, turn the computer off, come on, let's have devotions. Man, sometimes there's no anointing in our devotions. It's like, mm, but we still have them because I'm determined to have an attitude in the household that Jesus Christ is preeminent. Are you with me here this morning? So I urge Dennis and Robin to have the same attitude in the Lord. I urge First Baptist and all assemblies of God churches to have the same attitude in the Lord. I urge Forward Church and the Catholic Church to have the same attitude in the Lord. Well, good preaching this morning. I can hear the roar of lions. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm trying to show you God's word and how we misrepresent it and we interpret it so that it makes us feel what we want to feel. I I was listening the other day to Dr. Billy Graham, his last message on YouTube, and he said, the church has got to come back to the cross because the cross, now listen closely, the cross is confrontational. And that's why ISIS wants all crosses out of the churches in America. Because the cross of Jesus Christ is confrontational. It crosses me all the time. I I gave you an illustration earlier. That two days ago I was complaining to the Lord for the heat you take for preaching the word of God. And so he brought me to the book. Isn't that amazing? And he began to show me men and women who have died 
for the cause of Jesus Christ. I've not been bloodied yet for the cross. I haven't been thrown into prison for the cross. I haven't been run out of town yet for the cross. I still have my head on my shoulders for the cross. Come on, church. I'm inviting you this morning to stand in God's word. I'm inviting you to stand alongside the pastoral staff as we stand in God's word. I'm inviting my children and grandchildren stand in God's word. Even when you don't understand it, even when it doesn't make sense, stand in God's word. Come on, church. Next, stand firm in freedom. We sang about that this morning. Galatians 5.1, Christ has liberated us to be free. Stand firm then and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. Do you know that there's a yoke of slavery that's coming over the body of Christ? Get in step and get reformed and be like this. But I grew up singing, be like Jesus in the home, be like Jesus all day long. Come on, church. There's not just slavery to the things of the world. There is a canopy that's being stretched out over the body of Christ and everyone's trying to conform to what it's supposed to look like. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell me what heaven's going to be looking like since you're going to create everything. I thought he was the... Come on, church. Hang in there. We're almost done. Hang in there. What am I talking about? When I come under the slavery of what man wants me to do or to be, I'm yoked again. I might as well go out into the world and do what the world's doing. Come on, church. Stand firm in the freedom that Christ has given to you. And where do you get that freedom? In the Word. In the Word. In God's Word. God's Word. God's Holy Word. We must keep our eyes in front of us on Christ and not the traffic around us. Don't be confident in yourself. Be confident in Christ. (laughs) Stand firm in freedom. Two more. Stand firm calls for courage. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 13 says, Be alert. Of course. Of course. Be alert. Be firm in the Christian faith. Be courageous and strong. Let's talk about be alert. Joshua has just gotten his license. I've been giving him, I've been teaching him. Parents, that's what we're supposed to be doing. I've been teaching him about being a defensive driver. I've been teaching him about watching for the other driver. I've been teaching him to be alert on the road, not for the one that's going to be breaking in front of you but look two to three up in front if you see brake lights two or three up in front get ready get your foot off the gas I'm very alert of what's going on in the body of Christ come on church and then be firm in the Christian faith. That doesn't mean you don't have love or sympathy or compassion, but where has the firmness gone? I'm going to use this as an illustration. If you don't understand firmness, come with me to school, and I'll show you how the kids run the classroom. Much of the training this month that we've been in has been about classroom management. Why? Because there's no backbone in the lives of children that should have been there from the home level. 
The school's got a responsibility, but the body of Christ has a responsibility. But if I'm no longer firm as a minister of the gospel, all of a sudden it's real queasy and really kind of really like, oh, it's a willow tree in here. Man, if you're carrying sin in your life today, you ought to come to the altar and go, God, I confess that. Stand firm and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. What does that mean for me? Well, since I'm married, I can't do fornication. That means do not go out and commit adultery on your wife. Because that puts me back into slavery. That means the chains are coming again. (laughs) That's just one example. That means... When the Lord gave me the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit began to roll in my life, I should not come back underneath that canopy of where you don't use the gifts. Man, without the gifts, how could you be on the front line? How would you like to go fight a war without any, uh uh-huh, no weapons? Really? You're dead. As soon as they see you, you're dead. You know that's true. Come on, church. And watch this. Ask our young people how many of them know anything about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about weird things. I'm just talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit ignites a fire on the inside of you and you have been given gifts and you have discernment and you've got love and compassion and the fruits are operating within you and you have words of knowledge and there's divine healing going on. All those things should be happening in the body of Christ. Stand firm. That's a good fight. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. And you profess a good profession before many witnesses. One individual put it this way. Stand firm in the Lord. Stand firm and let him fight your battle. Do not try to fight alone. I want to encourage anyone who's in a real fight. Don't stand alone. Stand in him. Let's do these quickly. Matthew chapter 24, verse 13. Again, church, as we get ready to close, everything I have been preaching about this morning and last Sunday when I was out among you is this. Stand firm in God's word. Every day I turn to Joshua and I say, Joshua, I want you to read a scripture, read a verse. Read a verse, find a quote, have a prayer. So I want to say that to all of our young people that are here and all of the adults. Look, let's take baby steps. I'm not asking you to go and spend hours in God's word. I'm just asking you to find a verse. Psalm 53, verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, there's no God. Whoa. So we have foolish people out there. But see, most pastors don't want to read that because now I've offended you. He called me a fool. No, I didn't. I said, you've been speaking in your heart and God already knows what you said. This is his book. Let me ask you all a question. Here's the last verses. I'll come back to the question. Luke 21, 19, stand firm and you will win life. James, so what's the opposite? The opposite, isn't it clear? If I don't stand firm, I lose life. Are are you here? Three minutes, 12 o'clock. I remember hearing Dr. Vance Havner say this. He said most services start at 11 o'clock sharp and end at 12 o'clock dull. Do we like men of God like Dr. Vance Havner? No. But that's what he said. 
because we're inundated with the world. The world is crushing the church because the church will stand firm in the word and flex her muscles and agree on God's word. Like the church up in South Carolina. It's a Baptist church. They are now ordaining ministers who are of a different lifestyle, homosexuals and lesbians. Would you please read Romans chapter 1? Well, Dennis, that's about all I can take of you. Well, then feel the same way towards God. I'm not arrogant. I'm not being smart. I said to my wife the other day, I said, let's play a game. Let's pretend that long time ago, God called me. He cleaned me up, got me out of the miry clay, set my feet on a solid rock, and I heard the clarion call over the brokenness of what I had done, and I said, from now on, I'm going to obey you whatever the cost. God forgive me for saying that. That's a tough statement to make. But let's just pretend that God has called me, and then I met you, which I would have never... That would have never happened if the Lord hadn't done that. And now let's just pretend the Lord, let's pretend that the Lord brought me to Florida and now brought us to Florida. And I've heard God's call. I've obeyed God's call. I'm speaking God's word and people aren't responding to God's word. They're not responding to him, not me. They're not mad at me. They're mad at God. That's why I love to listen to Dave Wilkerson. That's why I love to listen to men of God who preach God's word and they're not afraid of what people are going to do or say. Just preach the word. Okay. The rest of the verses are there. Do me a favor, please. Don't walk out of here saying he doesn't preach the word. Come to my face and say that. Come say that to my face. Come see me. I know, I know. That's why you'll never be anything. I didn't ask to be anything. I just asked to be faithful to God. Here. Here, I'll lay my notes down. You can come here. Here's my notes. Here's all the scriptures. We're in dangerous times, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the most dangerous times I've ever seen. Now watch this. Watch this. How many of you have ever gone on a flight, commercial flight. <clears throat> Been on a commercial flight? <laughs> Did you do a background check on the stewardess? No? Oh. oh, you did a background check on the pilots? You didn't? Oh. But you knew the pilots. Oh, you didn't even meet the pilots? Oh. (laughs) And you paid for the flight from point A to point B, yes? I'm not trying to trap you. This is what the Spirit of the Lord showed me the other morning at 3 o'clock. I've been awake every night at 3 o'clock for at least an hour. And it's the time the Holy Spirit begins to minister to me. He wakes me up. Okay, so you didn't even meet the commercial pilots. But you had the audacity, and so have I, to walk onto those planes. You know, the last thing I do before I step onto the plane is, you know, there's always a little crack, right? When you step from, you know, as you're getting ready, and you can look down. That's a long ways down right there. And we've got 
the tenacity to walk onto these commercial planes that now we should really be concerned about with everything that's happened, i.e. 9-11. And we get on there and we trust them, don't we? We trust them to get us to where we're going. And some of them are having marital problems. They have alcohol issues. You've read about it. But we trust humanity, don't we? And we sit firmly in those seats, don't we? Pastor, we get it. Why will we not put our trust and confidence in God's word, which is eternal? Why will we not trust God's word when he actually came here in the person of his son, who is the word, and he laid his life down for us? Why will we not trust him? And on top of that, I want to ask one other question. Has the pilot ever given to you his manual? Have they ever come down the aisle and said, hey, here's, here's my manual. You can read everything that I do as a pilot. Of course not. But God gave to you, Joshua, his manual. And he even told us, this is going to be a fight. And some, when they hear it, are going to run for cover. I'm inviting you this morning as we prepare for communion to take a stand in God's word. Take a stand in God's word. Listen closely. Sinners are welcomed here because I'm welcome. I was never turned, because I know the enemy's at work right now. I know that. Man, he doesn't want anybody but just church people. That's not what I said. I was a fornicator in high school, but I never missed church, and I always felt welcome. Anybody, whosoever will, may come. But I don't want you for one moment to ever hear me say, you can stay the way you've always been. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. I couldn't. Kelly, God asked me to stop it. Stop doing those things. When I wrecked, is there a teenager? Is there one teenager that would be willing to raise their hand? Do I have a teenager anywhere? Can you please let me, thank you. When I wrecked my Chevelle Malibu with Craiger Megs, I had the whole deal, the best looking car, better than anything that was at the high school. When I wrecked that because I was drinking, I said, God, if you can get me out of this, I will not do it again. It's amazing how we'll call on him then. Let's pray. It's amazing how we'll call on the Lord. Uh, Father, this morning I thank you for this house. I thank you for this ministry. And I ask in Jesus' name that we will stand firm in your word. I ask in Jesus' name that your people will stand in your word. They'll open up your word, find a scripture, stand on it. In Jesus' name. Okay, eyes look this way. So we opened up Psalm 53. Let me show you how I use one verse. Father, is there anywhere in my heart where I'm a fool? Like I don't want you to be God over this area of my life. Please show me so that I come in alignment with your word. Because I don't want to be a fool. I don't want something to deceive me when you really want me to clean that area up of my life. Father, I want to stand firm on your word. Is there any area where I'm fooling myself? That's a good, thank you, Lord. Is there any area in my life that I'm fooling myself? Listen, I, I'm not looking for a, 
I just wonder how many people would say, uh, Pastor, it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. But I want to join you. You don't have to come up here. I want to stand and I want to join you that I want you to know as a member of the body of Christ, I'm going to stand in God's word. I wonder how many would like to just stand and say, I'm going to stand in God's word. I just want to stand in God's word. I may not always see eye to eye with the book and I may struggle with a brother or a sister, but together we're, going to, we're just going to stand in God's word. We're just going to stand in God's word. Can I tell you something? There's a mighty, write this down, Robin, mentally. There's going to be an awesome outpour in this house because you guys are willing to stand in the word. Okay, okay. I'm doing my best not to. I have teachers here. We are taught that we have to teach to the standards. What do you think this is? It's the ultimate standard. Teach to the standard in the body of Christ. Are you with me? We have to teach to the standards in education. This is the standard. Teach to it. Don't make it say what you want it to say. Say what it says. Dennis, you've been lying. Confess it. Dennis, you have a bad attitude towards your wife. Make it right. Dennis, you're not treating the employees at work right. Make it right. Stand. Let's make a declaration. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that I can stand in the Word and on the Word. Help me every day to stand. And after having done all, stand. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord praise in this place. Come on. Yes. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.